The following takes place between 4 p.m. and 5 p.m. snowbound edition of the uh, uh, Mike Cyber Radio podcast live stream. Uh, joining me on this uh, on this uh, snowbound adventure, uh, looking not snowbound at all. Um, Apollo, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm surviving the snowpocalypse here in Portland, Oregon as well. Um, I've had a blast actually in the snow. And if you follow, I mean, if anyone of you watching follow me on Twitter, I've been bombarding the feed with posts of my corgi frolicking in the snow. That's terrific. I mean, so... uh... You know, you, you had a, a, a couple things. One, this this is Jazz's first winter, right? Yeah, he was born in January last year. So with me, at least, um, his gotcha day was March 14th. And um, so this is his first snow with me. That's funny. I, I've, I've really been enjoying uh, him going through the snow. I didn't realize corgis in the snow could bring uh, so much uh, uh, I, I don't know. It's 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 fun to watch him just just wiggle his booty out in the out in the snow. It's so funny. He cracks me up. I know. No, I'm really glad that you're enjoying seeing the post too. He's. It's just really brings me so much joy seeing him have a blast in the snow. Like I'm having fun because he's having fun. Awesome. And, you know, you had uh, you had reminded me of this just before we went live, but um, you're originally from California and you haven't messed around with this Pacific Northwest uh, snow stuff before, right? Not really. Um, I went to Alaska in March where the snow was worse once. And then also I've been to Chicago in January once. So I really haven't lived anywhere where it snowed and i've heard rumors that it snows in portland and you know never really experienced it. it snowed once last year as far as i can recall um it melted by the time the afternoon showed up but this is you know the rumored snow apocalypse that i've heard of and hap- that can happen here yeah, exactly. And, and that kind of brings me to uh, where we're, why we're here, uh, that kind of the reason for the season. I, uh, I, I, you know, I, I've been using the, the term snowbound and I, I think that's, that's definitely an exaggeration, but basically what's happened is because of the nature of my work, like I need to be at work on time. Cause if I don't, then the, the thing doesn't go. I'm kind of like the, the, uh, the the conductor of the engine and the engine needs to keep moving but um so my company graciously offered to 
uh, put me up in a hotel uh, directly across the street from where I work. We, those are condos. The, the hotel's over there, right? The directions are all screwy. But anyway, I'm uh, so I, I'm camping out in the hotel. I can't go home. So I kind of had this this window of time in between when I got off work and dinner time. And I was like, you know what? I got all my gear. Let's do something goofy and experimental. And I was doing some uh, looking around. And sure enough, there's outlets out here um, out on the veranda. So I was like, you know what? what if i did a show outside and and uh, fortunately i got i got my my snow boots on and and a couple jackets and a couple sweaters and i just thought you know we'd hang around and it's still mirrored i, I don't know anyway, i thought we would enjoy the uh the, the winter wonderland and just uh just kind of hang out and uh, so yeah so this, this is kind of like a different kind of live stream podcast i don't necessarily have a topic um so we're we're just going to kind of shoot the breeze talk about some stuff that's been going on and you know if we uh, um uh get excited i've also got a couple few decks of pod decks for some uh, uh conversation starting questions that that we might get into uh as we go but as we know you know as uh, as you're hanging around with us uh, on whatever you're streaming whether it's the the twitters or the or the facebooks or the twitches um you know feel free and jump in the chat and uh this would be one of those shows where I, I would imagine being uh, very interactive with, with the chat. So, uh, uh, so don't be shy about that. Um, so I, I guess the thing I would like to start with is I, I just now realize this, like just now as I'm sitting here in the, in the, in the cold snow, we haven't chatted or, or hung out since, uh, since Icon weekend. And that, that was what, two weeks ago? Yeah, it was. Um, I know um, me, myself, speaking for myself, I was very exhausted after the event. Um, I'd consider it a huge success. Um, but, you know, it took a lot of time and energy for all of us to put that on and do it well. And, you know, because we had, what, over 22 hours of streaming content over two days. So it was a lot. <laughs> It was a lot, and and I know on uh, the Icon uh, staff team, you know, we, we all had different things going on, and I think once we said our goodbyes during that, that epic closing ceremony, we all just kind of like quietly went our own ways just to kind of just to kind of heal in, in a lot of different ways because i mean we, we 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 left everything out on the field and dumped all of ourselves into it and i, I don't know about you apollo but like i uh I, like I, I think maybe it was like the following weekend um no it was it was the first sunday that we didn't have a staff meeting i was like feels like feels like I'm missing something. And, you know, we, we had just, um, you know, gotten so accustomed to that grind to suddenly have it be over and not have that anymore was, was, was kind of weird. How, uh, uh, what was kind of your experience with that? Um, I did go through something similar. Um, I actually got really sad that there was nothing to work on or do, um, okay. you know, cause I'm, you know, we talk to each other like every day, the whole team and, you know, and we're all friends, you know, we're 
family now and, you know, to not have a reason to actually get together and create and talk has been, um, I felt really empty lately. So I've been doing a lot of drawing, you know, uh, going back to my roots with that, which, you know, has been nice, but it's just kind of my own thing. And I'm kind of just like spinning my wheels over here going, well, what's the next thing, you know? Um, so that's what I've been thinking, doing a lot of thinking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I know uh, we as individuals have, have been thinking about different things. I know I've been thinking about different stuff as well in terms of like what, uh, what we might do next. And incidentally, we're not announcing anything because it, it's still too soon for us uh, to kind of reconvene. In fact, I don't think we've even had like a proper uh, debrief sesh uh, because it's just like, oh, well, that's, well, that's, that's, uh, that's the super football game. Oh, that's, that's the Valentine's. So I, I would imagine that it's probably going to be at least next weekend before, uh, before we can get together and, and at least kind of chat, which I think is okay because then we'll have had a couple of weeks worth of reflection and new perspective and, you know, and kind of, kind of figure out, uh, uh, what potentially the, the next movement of, uh, of icon online is because, um, uh, you heard it here, folks. Uh, we don't know <laughs> nothing. And, and that's, yeah. So, I mean, so it could, it, it could take on uh, many different forms. I don't want to necessarily get uh, uh, bogged down in in speculation here, but but the thing that does keep my heart warm, which is especially critical now that that I'm literally outside. Uh, but you know, folks are still um, uh, just just kind of in that afterglow of of the great times that we had. You know, like now that like you know, folks are, are receiving their their gifts and prizes. Um, you know, I, uh, Charlie just knocked it out of the park with the with the medals for the cosplay contest. We've been seeing folks posting about that, and it's like every time like we we see like a post like that or folks getting uh, stuff in the mail from Artist Alley. I know I've gotten a handful of things. Uh, I, I know, Apollo, you've gotten tons of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, just, and just like, you know, anytime that kind of spikes the feed, you kind of get a little bit of that, that, uh, that, that serotonin jolt. It's, um, yeah, it, it's just been really cool. Yeah, no, that's been really fun to see the um, the after posts trickling in, you know, and also with like the memes and whatnot as well, you know, like, I don't think mental Scorpinox going anywhere. <laughs> um, Rumble's been keeping that one alive. <laughs> so, um, but it's just been... It's been a lot of fun seeing these posts come in and, you know, we did get all the prizes shipped out. So it might take a while for some of the prizes to get to people. I know I had to do an international shipment for one of the prizes, so it might take a month or two, but, um, I think we, we reached our goal for sure, which was to produce and create a transformers event for all good Transformers fans and you know it had a variety of content it was a huge success it brought people together in a positive way to just you know 
have joy and spark joy in the world because we're just we're still in pandemic land we're still remote you know and um a lot of us are still alone you know or don't live with anyone so um you know is a good way to bring everyone together around something that we all love which are robots <laughs> absolutely absolutely now and, and with that let's uh i, I want to transition to a couple few things that that have come up like you mentioned uh rumble from the cybertronic spree who um like you said has really embraced the whole mental scorpionock meme uh but yeah i mean he's uh if if you're not uh following rumble on instagram i don't remember what his handle is it may be destron drummer like it is on twitter but i don't remember uh but anyway he's been doing a series of uh, um, AMAs, you know, ask, ask me anything type things and doing them on video. And I mean, even before Icon Online, you know, he, he was pretty viral in terms of like what he was posting. But what I've noticed is that in the wake of the convention, he's been doing it more. I think it's kind of like lit a fire under him to kind of, you know, get back to the stuff that, um, that he was popular for. Um, cause yeah, I mean, he's, he's always been hilarious on, on, uh, on socials, but, um, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, but I, uh, you know, we were talking about, uh, cool folks, uh, doing transformer stuff and, um, having you here on the show, uh, reminded me of something that, that, that we saw uh, this afternoon that was, uh, super cool. Um, David K did, uh, did, uh, did an AMA, uh, David K did an AMA, uh, um, and, uh, hosted by our good buddies from the Transmissions cast, and I, um, I didn't want all of it, I kind of dipped in and out, uh, with work, but, um, but I think you hung around for that, uh, what, uh, what do you think of that, um, of that David K said? Oh, Mike, I thought it was really fabulous. Um, you know, the transmissions team did a really good job of gathering fan questions and curing the AMA for David. I, I learned a lot from um, from the experience, and I really enjoyed the last part where David read lines from the new Beast Wars comic. That was super awesome. That gave me chills, like little chills. <laughs> Well, and you just read that book, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. what, one of my biggest regrets is, like, so uh, uh, David Kay came to SideFest, uh, the, the um, independent Transformers convention in uh, – uh, here in the the Seattle area uh, a couple years ago. I keep wanting to say last year, but last year was 2020. So it was, I, I think it was 2019. Anyway, he had, he had a bunch of those uh, yes buttons, you know, um, and I almost bought one, but I had already bought a whole bunch of stuff. My funds were running low and I let it pass. And that's oh, one no. of those things that I regret letting go because apparently uh, supplies are running very short on those. And it's like, you know, it's kind of like the, the, the Staples easy button where it's like, that was easy. Instead, you press it and it does uh, Beast Wars Megatron phrases, including, yes. So, yeah, get yourself a yes button. Uh, at uh, davidk.com but 
I actually went to his site earlier or tried to, to go buy one and it wouldn't load. So I don't know if there was a bunch of people going and buying stuff and I'm going to try again later because um, Beast Wars Megatron was my favorite character when um, Beast Wars syndicated originally. So I feel like I need to get one of those buttons. <laughs> Very cool, but yeah, no, he uh, that was uh, that was a ton of fun, and, and again, shout out to uh, uh, those transmissions guys. It seems like there was there was a, a big, huge, positive response to um, uh, to that presentation there. So, I, I I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was you know really exciting, and I I really hope that we can see David K again as. Beast Wars Megatron, or at least in some way or form related in Transformers, because he's just such a brilliant actor. And, um, you know, reading those lines cold, he did an amazing job. So I think, you know, one of the things he brought up is, you know, it's been 25 years since Beast Wars aired on TV, and he's has a lot more life experience um, under his belt. So he can bring that to the character and we'd get a new version of the character a transformed version so um it would be a lot of fun to see him again and i hope that happens um i don't have high hopes about him being in kingdom but you know he did say to follow him because he's got news coming up so who knows that would be cool i mean i i think um that's that, that's definitely one of the more beloved characters of that era and i think with uh with kingdom coming up i i agree with you i think i think kingdom is just kind of be it's going to be more of an extension are they coming for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. look out mike <laughs> Miranda here um and, and you'll you'll get some ambience or, or whatever but that that's part of the reason why i wanted to come outside you know kind of like um you know kind of experience the the sounds of uh snowbound seattle i i remember to, to tangent just a just a quick sec one of the earliest radio broadcasts because like they, they didn't know what to do with radio after they invented it and basically what they would do is like they, they would broadcast the sounds of streets. It would be like, oh, well, and now the sounds of New York City. And that's all it was. They just like opened up a window and just like, you know, captured everything they heard uh, coming out the coming out of the microphones. I mean, it was a different time in like the 19 teens. But um, but anyway, I always thought that was that was fascinating. So whenever whenever I hear ambience, I always think of that. It's like, and now the sounds of uh, snowbound Seattle. But um, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think uh, the Kingdom show on Netflix is unfortunately uh, uh, well, not specifically unfortunately. It's just going to be kind of an extension of the current siege earthrise storyline um so it's mm -hmm. going to be that batch of characters we might see some of the the figures from the kingdom line in there like you know uh the the kind of stinger tease at at the end of earthrise was of course dinobot and so you know i'm, I'm sure we'll we'll see him i'm i'm i would like to hope 
that we'll see at least the main characters and including Beast Wars Megatron um, and Optimus Primal and, and Cheetor and and uh, and all those cool folks. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's just like I've, I've been weirdly disappointed by the, the Netflix War for Cybertron show in that, and I've said this before in other places, but like for as expensive as it is, it's weirdly cheap. And because like, you know, like a, a small amount of characters, a small amount of animation models. Um, so yeah, introducing an entire show worth of new cast. I just don't see it. Yeah. Or it's going to be some tease like they did with Galvatron showing up and Unicron briefly in Earthrise, you know, and Nemesis Prime, you get what, two seconds of him. And it's like, oh, this is a possibility. And, you know, it's just um, I think it's going to be something like that with Kingdom, where it's just going to be like, oh, there's another alternate universe, you know, or something. But who knows what's going to happen? I heard a rumor about it um, and I I don't necessarily want to say it, because it might actually be true and be spoilers for the show, but um, I hope it's not the case. I gotcha. Well, I, I remember when uh, you and I were talking about the Earthrise trailer and we were saying like, oh man, it could be this, could be that. It turns out it was none of that. No. None of that. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I mean, like, I still really love the clips, um, the scenes with Alita in them. Um, Lindsay Rousseau killed it, voicing her. And um, same with Megatron and Starscream. You know, those were really the three that I cared about in that show. So, um, yeah. Well, and I tell you, after after watching the uh, Netflix War for Cybertron panel during Icon Online with uh, with uh, Jason Marnocha and Frank Todaro and uh, and FJ DeSanto and, and uh, Matt Murray, it was and hosted by Patricia. She she did awesome, by the way. Um, not not to tangent too much, but um, no, I I think seeing those folks just kind of hanging out kind of gave me a new uh respect no not not respect but like a a new a new way of appreciating uh their voice talents uh, same thing with uh, uh with Lindsay Rousseau i mean like i mean we all know that Alita 1 was the best part of those shows anyway but to hear uh Lindsay talk about her story and her inspirations and and um it, it's it, it just adds so much texture and for how dearly she treats that, that character, it makes you enjoy them that much more. Um, but I do have a hot take, though, now, now, now that we're talking about that, because, like, uh-huh. as much as I, I enjoyed all of the conversations we had with Lindsay, I, I was just like... Can she do that in the show? Because, <laughs> like, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's uh, the voice direction or the acting choices, uh, perhaps. But like, um, I mean, I mean, she she's a firecracker when when you get her on a, on a live stream. And I guess now that I'm talking it through, Alita One is not necessarily that type of character. 
but I, 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 nothing would make me happier than to see just a little more of, of Lindsay's bombastic personality uh, make its way into uh, her performance of Alita. What, uh, what do you think? Oh, yeah. Well, um, I'm part of the, I really want to see her get her own show and have it be Alita Prime. You know, let's not do something with Optimus. You know, I really feel like with Lindsay Rousseau doing the voice um, of this character, it would just be really amazing to, um, hey, did you disappear for a sec? I did. Oh. Am I still gone? No, you're here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome back. (laughs) The snowpocalypse is taking its toll on you. I am outside, so I don't know. Um, But please continue. Yeah. Well, I totally think, you know, Hasbro is sitting on a gold mine with having Lindsay Rousseau do the voice of an Alita centered show about Alita one becoming the prime instead of Optimus. Like, and, um, you know, and I do think with part of the whole siege thing, it was, I think it was voice direction where, you know, she was told to be serious, you know, cause, um, you know, just seeing all the panels that Lindsay was on for Icon Online, she really does care for this character and takes um, the role very seriously with portraying her. So um, I would love to see Alita Prime. So people, please write to Hasbro and write hashtag Alita Prime. Let's make it happen. Well, I, I don't know if it was necessarily trending, but like, you know, on Twitter, when you start to type in like the first couple letters and it starts to autofill, like there was a time when Linda Prime had that, that autofill in uh, during the end. And so, I mean, there were a lot of folks tw- uh, tweeting about it. Um, am I, am yeah, I well, here? even before. Yeah. Okay, very good. Yeah, you're yeah. still here, Mike. I, I'm getting notifications that, that my connection is spotty, um, which yeah. doesn't surprise me because I'm probably like on the edge of what the Wi-Fi covers, but but that's okay. It seems like it's kind of sort of evened out, but um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you there. I, I think a Alita One led uh, series, you know, where it's just like, her and Chromia and Red Alert and you know that that squad of folks on Cybertron, I, I'd be here for that in a heartbeat. I, I think I think that would be um, really cool. And and at times that that was kind of the more interesting story than than uh, you know boring old Optimus and and what what he was up to. Um, you know, I, I I landed I landed on something. Um, not too long ago it was it was maybe like during the panels but um you know kind of looking at how boring optimus prime story is in siege it made me realize that um now i'm approaching this the wrong way but like i um i don't have a lot of interest in an inexperienced optimus prime like if you want to do an Orion Pack story, fine. 
Um, I don't really care about that. You can do that with other characters. But, you know, kind of like, you know, being like indecisive and uncertain and making poor decisions. I don't want that for my Optimus Prime. I, I want Optimus Prime to be basically Steve Rogers, Captain America, you know, just like, you know, just just constant confidence and and um you know capability uh kind of kind of at all times you know kind of like that stalwart leader type that 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 you want but then i realized that there there's another character that you can do stories like this with i i wonder how how differently we would feel about the story in Siege and Earthrise if instead of Optimus Prime and instead of Alita One, because I think she has a totally different energy um, and being incapable is not part of that energy at all. Why don't you use Hot Rod? You know, I mean, that that's kind of what he's there for. And, and I just... Um, I just really kind of thought about that because like Rodimus prime story is that like, you know, he's kind of this punk kid that's, you know, really, uh, really cocksure. And then suddenly all of this responsibility is thrust on him, whether he wants it or not, you know, uh, uh, fate really calls on us at a moment of our choosing. I hate that movie, but mm-hmm. quote. Um, it's true. But yeah. I, and, and that's, and even throughout, season three of the g1 show that's kind of what rodimus's deal was he was always doubting himself and he wasn't always the best leader you know he he would he would make bad decisions and so yeah i i re-watched earthrise a second time uh very recently and i and th- those gears were just turning i was like what if this was a hot rod Rodimus Prime story instead of an Optimus Prime fresh with the Matrix? I, it was it was just a just a, just just this weird thought experiment that uh, uh, that I was having. Well, I, I think it would be better, but um, you know there is an inexperienced Optimus um, in Transformers Animated that David K voiced, and he did a fabulous job with that performance. So um, I think a lot of that has to do with the performance of the voice actor and possibly the direction, you know, because um, Optimus Prime in that is youthful and very inexperienced, but um, you know, and he makes mistakes in that show um, a lot, but he's um, still a very inspiring, ca- hopeful character. You know, he hasn't lost that spark. And I really feel um, the war for Cybertron Optimus is kind of like burned out and inexperienced. Yeah, it's like both at, at the same time. Mm-hmm. He's both simultaneously burnt out and inexperienced and 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 that's that's just a lame combination but you're you're 100 right about tfa optimus i i i totally spaced on that and the cool thing about tfa optimus though is by the time you get to the end i mean obviously it was canceled and didn't quite finish but when when he faces off against megatron he's you know really kind of come into his own uh by that point mm-hmm. and that's, that's pretty cool yeah, you really see a lot of growth with the character. And um, he actually was a lot more like a Rodimus K 
character type too, you know, um, you know, and um, I like that version of Optimus. I think, you know, you did make a good point that if we had Hot Rod as the main character in Siege, things would have been a lot, felt a lot different. And I think it would have been a lot more enjoyable. I mean, like if one of my favorite moments with Optimus is him getting like crushed by Scorpinox, that's kind of saying something (laughs) with the performance and um you know so yeah no absolutely and uh speaking of uh hot rod um you know and keeping it within the realm of news uh for lack of better term it's him he's here he's here so yeah, so so it's uh, I I, I want to talk about these these uh, these toys for for a few because I got an axe to grind. It's been Uh-oh. since I've been like like super mad, but I am like super mad at Hasbro Pulse. Um, so um, so you got Hot Rod now. I uh, I just recently got mine as well, along with uh, Scourge. Uh, they. Uh, they shipped in the same box for me, but I want to tell a story. So, um, you know, what was it back in October? I think it was uh, when Studio Series 86 was announced. You know, they, they did like this fan first Friday uh, stream thing. Uh, they uh, revealed the first wave of figures, kind of danced around why Jazz had as a 14 instead of a four and didn't really explain mm-hmm. it. But at the end of the live stream, they, they said, oh, reorders go uh, live on the Pulse and other channels at whatever time it was. I think it was like 1 p.m. Eastern time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about that sounds about right, because it, it was it was in the morning and I was at work. So I was at mm-hmm. a spot where I was able to uh, uh, jump on that. Um, so I put in my pre-order for all six figures. Well, actually five of the six figures, I kind of forgot to order blur. No. (laughs) Until after I had checked out. Well, and then jumping ahead, um, I, I immediately realized what I had done. I was like, wait a second. These figures are on Amazon also. Well, I'll just order blur from there. I'll come back to um, because I, so I pre-ordered all of this, but then I also, um, had the opportunity to order uh, a couple figures for you as well. Um, uh, Hot Rod, which you have now and Jazz, which you still don't have. So it's, it's, um, I, I guess, I, I guess the, the source of my rant is that I don't, I guess I don't understand how Hasbro Pulse works or what the deal is supposed to be because I would have thought naively that if I am ordering directly from the company that is manufacturing the toys, that those would be the first ones out before retail. I mean, I, I don't. I, I know that there were some folks that got their hands on uh, Surge and Hot Rod before Christmas, and they paid like premiums for it. Like I think, like you know, Brian Kilby and Diecast and a couple other folks paid like fifty bucks a whack for them. Um, so I mean, that's that's different. You know, that's getting stuff through different markets. But 
Then they started showing up in Target. Then they started showing up in Walmart. And I mean, to the point where um, Andy was even able to pick up a studio series hot rod um, as a bonus prize for uh, the art contest uh, mm-hmm. online, uh, uh, drawn VIP. And so, I mean, meanwhile, uh, we're just sitting here not getting ours. And I, I'm just, I, I'm very frustrated by that. And then I think my, my frustration was kind of amplified when that blur figure showed up. It was the last one that I ordered. I ordered it from Amazon and it was the first to come. It showed up like a week and a half, I think. Um, it, it was, it was a, enough of amount of time prior to uh, Hot Rod and Scourge showing up. Meanwhile, I'd gotten notifications that they're they're starting to to take our money, and you know I had sent you an email with like the the shipping confirmation, and it's like, well, I I, I click on it, but nothing happens. I'm like, I think that means it hasn't shipped yet, um, and and this was the same thing that happened last year with like the GI Joe classified figures. Like I ordered that that deluxe Snake Eyes. Now, granted. I have to say also that that was prior to the pandemic and then like Rona happened. So I can understand why there were some shipping delays at, at, at that particular time. But, um, but yeah, it's like, it, it took forever uh, for those figures to show up. And now at a time where folks have had retail access to Everybody, yeah. I mean, like all, all six figures are available at retail. You know, folks are you know popping the arms and legs off the cup. Uh, you know, folks are messing around with Grimlock, and I haven't even gotten a shipping notification that uh, that that I think they I don't think they've even taken my money yet for for Grimlock and Cup and and uh, um, and Jazz and. I, I, I guess I guess the crux of my rant, I, I already said it, is like I'm just I'm really irritated that Hasbro, the the main company, those should be the folks that are getting the figures first instead of getting them last. And uh, we pre-ordered those on day one, like literally the moment they became available. And I don't know, I, I feel kind of foolish for uh, working so hard at that because I was like, oh man, you know, making sure I had, you know, I was already logged into Pulse, so all I had to do was check out. Um, because uh, I mean, I've learned that lesson before too, where you know you uh, um, go to buy something that's going to go quick, but you either don't have an account or aren't logged in. That's how you lose out on stuff. And yeah. But all right, so so that so I, I don't I don't want to necessarily uh, dwell on the negativity that much longer because like um, you know the. You know, some of our figures have shipped. I've now got three of the six on my on my Transformers the movie shelf. And you've got Hot Rod. Tell me about Hot Rod. Well, first of all, I want to thank you so much for pre-ordering them for me because I was having a CT scan at the time when the pre-orders dropped and I was afraid everything was going to sell out. So thank you for doing that. Um, when I got 
the box like when i opened the box because i didn't see it was from hasbro i thought it was actually um a figure i'd ordered off ebay of um a transformers prime figure and so I open the box and I see the 86 and I'm like, wait, what? And I see the hot rod figure in there. And I was so impressed immediately by this figure. Like, you know, and you know, I'm a huge Starscream fan. You know, I'm a huge Seeker fan. You can see the army of Seekers behind me. Um, But this figure is probably the best Transformers figure I've ever bought, whether it's third party or official with how well it's designed, like in how well it looks like it, this Mm -hmm. looks like hot rod period. Um, I did notice on mine, if I look really close, like here by his helm, there's some paint scraped from his face. And I don't know if I did that by accident or if it came that way, but um, you have to be like really, really close. And it's just like, it's hidden like right under his side, his cheek plate. But um, other than other than that, though, like, and I haven't transformed him because I usually don't do that with my figures, and I've heard of problems with, like, these pieces breaking. Um, it's an impressive figure for the price. Like, he just looks good. <laughs> like, you know, like, and I've never, you know, even considered being a toy reviewer or anything, you know, but I was watching, I think it was Thew's, um Super Megatron video <laughs> yesterday, and then I was like, well, this might be fun to do, is to do a toy review of Transformers figures, but, you know, this is, they just did such a good job, like, you know, I feel like with, like, for example, the Seeker molds, they could do a lot better, with them but you know star screams my favorite so i'm gonna buy all the star screams so um but um but yeah this is just so good you know i i'm just you know blown away by how well this is and i didn't even know like his little pizza cutter thing and i'm just calling it that um i didn't even know what that spins until like last night i was fiddling with it and i'm like oh it spins this is so cool um but you know to me this looks like third party engineering for way cheaper <laughs> than third party prices Absolutely. Well, and, you know, things that folks have been saying about several of the current mainline figures, uh, including Cyclonus, is that, you know, they're they're mini masterpiece figures. Mm -hmm. And I've seen other folks with some really hot takes saying that Studio Series 86 Hot Rod is better than Masterpiece Hot Rod. Um, certainly better than Masterpiece Rodimus Prime because he's got like that weird, weird face. He's got a weird face. Um, yeah, he does. I don't like how Rodimus Prime looks, but like Hot Rod, he's a cutie. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And and it, it's such a cool figure. I, I haven't had uh, the chance to take him out of the box yet and uh, and and fiddle with him with, with uh, weather. Um, but no, uh, he's... Uh, Everything about these figures is everything that I was excited about. And I think that's that's why the pendulum swung the way it did into me being disappointed about it. Because it's like, 
I want my damn toys. <laughs> and, and there was a time I, I, I talked about this on the, on the podcast last week where, um, I, I I had like a little bit of like a temper tantrum. I'm just like I want my toys, and that's that's a that, that's a hard day at the office when, when you're pouting about not getting your uh, transformer action figures. But there I was because I've just you know I I can't I can't remember a time that I've been this excited about you know just just mainline stuff, and it's. Uh, um, you know, the, the, the packaging is spot on and I mean, it really cool on my, uh, on, on my shelf with like the, the poster behind them and all the color schemes work out really well. And I just can't wait to get the other half of that line. But, um, but yeah, so that's, uh, I, again, that, that is, that is such a cool figure I'm, and, and I'm really glad it finally, finally came. <laughs> I am too. You know, I was starting to get upset, not going to lie, when we weren't getting our figures. I was like, okay, Hasbro's distribution officially sucks, like, period. But, um, you know, it was worth the wait. Um, I'm actually going to be ordering another one of these to not open. Like, and I'm not that kind of person, like, that doesn't open figures. Usually, like, I have a set here, um from cyberverse i haven't opened because it's optimus's starscream together and i'm like oh i'm keeping that (laughs) in the box but um just with how amazing this looks like in the box like i'm i'm probably getting another one just to have on display and i don't normally do that because i think it's a waste to not open your toys and play with them but i actually have a question for you mike about the other characters so I've been really on the fence about buying Blur and Cup um, and even Grimlock, like, because I've heard mixed things about Cup and Blur, like their faces looking weird. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, so I, I, I have those similar hot takes as well. Um, I do think that the Cup face looks a little too gaunt. You know, it's like it, it's and and um, he looks a little thin, a little thinner than uh, he looks almost more like like an IDW uh, cup than a Transformers the movie cup. Um, but there, but there's enough other design stuff going on there, like like the rounded shoulders and and the other rounded details and the Energon goodie that that you know that that I kind of overlook it. Um, but I, I don't have my copy yet, so I, I couldn't say for certain, but I do have blur. And what I have found is like in those pictures, the face looks really derpy. And I, I, I just, I have noticed this a few times and I wonder if other folks have had this experience as well. It's like, you know, you can, um, you can see something in pictures and pick it apart and overanalyze it and complain about it and and really and really sip that tea but when you get the figure in hand um sometimes a lot of that goes away now i would say that studio series 86 blur is not a perfect figure but for me for my collection aesthetically it's better than times return blur like like again, okay. return looks looks like kind of like an IDW blur, you know, like and, and like the colors are wrong, and you know, so it's like for that aesthetic, I 
I, I, I'm not dissatisfied with it. And the face does still look kind of derpy, but there's something about having like a, um, having a copy in hand that you kind of overlook a lot of stuff like uh, uh, famously. And I think I've talked about this in, in other spots too. Like um, since I kind of came to collecting a little late contemporary collecting, I mean, um, by the time I saw MP10 Optimus Prime, it was already kind of like a tired used mold and seeing pictures of it. I was just like, yeah, I mean, cause like this was right around the time, like we were seeing images of MP44, you know, the, the, the new masterpiece mm-hmm. uh, was prime. And I was just like, no, it, MP10 just looks dated. And you know, the, the, you know, the, the, it's, it's just not aesthetically pleasing to me. And then I got one and that is a cool figure. It is a cool figure, and that's what I mean. It's like so you can see something in pictures, but exactly, and it's mm-hmm. like experiencing it and having it in hand. There's something weirdly transformative about it that, like, suddenly all the stuff that you can complain about at a distance kind of goes away. I, I certainly hope that folks that threw down for Haslab Unicron have that same experience because that blue mouth just just makes me mad uh, to the point where I'm glad I didn't get one. It bugs me that much. Um, and like the unpainted bottom teeth, it's just like, but but I can say that at arm's length because I didn't order one. Um, and I bet if I had it in hand, I probably wouldn't even notice, but those pictures are pretty damn damning. Um, yeah um i actually kind of am sad i didn't pre-order one but i wasn't in a position to do so like i had a ton of my friends who aren't even hardcore transformers fans sending me links to it and they're like you need to get this and i'm like where am i gonna put it but you know you can see my table back there i don't have anything on my table like, you know, so I have a spot for it, but I'm not going to pay like $1,800 for a $500 figure. No way. So, um, you know, so it, it is what it is. You know, maybe they'll do a re-release of it, which will piss people off. But, um, you know, they might do that. And then they might fix the yellow, the blue mouth and make it yellow, you know, um yeah like like it was in the prototype <laughs> yeah it. yeah you know it. you know if if they see that there's a demand i really see them re-releasing it like i mean you probably saw they re-released the rainmakers which i actually rebought the ones i had sold but i paid 150 dollars for them but anyways you know they're gonna be going for i think it's like 80 the set you know so they're re-releasing a lot of stuff so um you know they might you know they're re-releasing scorpionock which i have pre-ordered so um i'm very excited about getting my own mental scorpionock so <laughs> um and they, and they did another run of combiner wars devastator i mean mm-hmm. that movie's like six years old at this point Mm-hmm. Nah, three four years old whatever yeah um but yeah it's, i mean it's, it's it's old so for them to go back to it and even doing like the combiner wars version and not like the unite warriors version or or doing something else to make it new it's like no it's just it's, it's just the the same old toy um yeah i mean so i mean so reissuing old toys is not unheard of um so yeah i mean i 
Yeah, I, I think it would be silly if they didn't do uh, more Unicrons and maybe give them an opportunity to fix some of those things. Um, but you you had also asked me about uh, Grimlock, and mm-hmm. I, I'm excited. I, I'm excited about it. I, I haven't really looked a lot to see what the criticisms are. Um, I, I've heard folks say that the wheelie figure sucks. <laughs> I don't really care because, like, if you if you if you had like a, a carded wheelie figure in like I don't know, like scout class or something like that, and you know you, you throw Transformers the movie uh, label on it, I'd probably have to buy it. But if they didn't, kind of like Kingdom Cyclonus, I, I'd I'd overlook it. I'm like I don't need that. But you know, I mean, it's an easy pack in with a leader class figure and. It looks like it does exactly what it's supposed to do and that it rides Grimlock. I mean, that's that's all I want a wheelie figure for anyway, and that looks like it does it for me. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, th- there is one bit of aesthetics that, that does kind of bug me with, a, uh, with the Grimlock is that, like, it has, like, the, this weird, like, uh, smoky, clear black plastic across his chest, and I I don't know what that's all about. Um, yeah, because I mean that. Yeah, I don't like how that looks either. I I've seen folks straight up pop it off, um, hmm. and 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 that and that looks better. Um, you still have like some screw holes in there, but um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't understand what they're doing with that. I think that's like like a holdover from like the original G one toy, but I think the point of the Studio Series eighty six figures is not to homage the toy; it's to look as close to the animated model as as possible. In fact, specifically the movie, um, and it does except for for that chest thing like i I remember like it must have been like a prototype or something where like in in um dinosaur mode his neck was kind of like a clear yellow plastic and you could see like bits of stuff in it like you can with the original toy but it's like no dude you're you're doing the animation model You, you can't be doing that and so so they uh it's either painted or fixed or something where now it's like that solid gold yellow whatever Um, yeah but yeah i mean i I think i think the dinosaur uh uh, t-rex mode looks pretty cool um and his uh his limbs aren't um gappy like you know, like his leg is solid. You can see where like the to- uh, the tail folds into it, and I yeah, I, I I've heard a lot of folks say that uh, not necessarily that it's better than Masterpiece Unlock, but at least pretty darn close. Um, and and that mold's been out of print for years, so um, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I apologize. I, I haven't really heard anybody complain about it. 
Oh, I was just curious because like I'm slowly like be giving into peer pressure and probably getting those other figures, um, you know, because I was trying hard not to because I'm like, oh, I'm only going to buy star screams from now on. And then it's like, well, <laughs> except <laughs> there's a disclaimer by that <laughs> statement. But um, yeah, like, you know, and like Cyclonus looks so amazing. So I've got him on pre-order, um, you know, and he's purple so i'm very happy <laughs> you know so um yeah it's just um they did a really good job and i do like that um as you said there's the legs are filled in on these characters there's no gaps in here like that you see a lot of on the other toys yeah and and the thing that i i think some folks lose track of is that the studio series when it's doing the the Bayverse figures is that they're they're meant to be kind of like a premium stepped up version of mainline. Mm-hmm. That's that's where folks were kind of being critical. It's like, well, wait a sec, you know, you uh, you G one or boomers already have uh, everything going on in Generations Mainline. Why why are you putting these uh, uh, these movie characters in studio series? And it's like, and it's exactly because of that. Because you know you get the animated movie characters, the studio series treatment in that you know that 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 more premium scale. I mean, that's kind of why you're paying a, a Voyager price for for a hot rod that's really not much bigger than a deluxe class figure. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and all the accessories as well, but, but still it's like, I, I think you're, you're paying for the aesthetics and the, um, conscientious engineering, you know, it's like, it's, you know, they're, they're a little better than, than, uh, you know, super gappy mainline stuff. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I know as you look on my shelf with everything no um what I noticed about this guy I know well there's an mp10 in there and a road rage mp somewhere but um as um I was noticing with this figure like if you look at his eyes they're traced in black that I don't even know how you'd get that detail is that just a tiny little brush like Maybe. Yeah, I can't say I know. I don't. um, Yeah, unless it's like some kind of like wash before they painted the the blue eyes. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, like, that's detail oriented there, you know, because, you know, I do graphics for my day job. And it's just like, I notice all these little things. And it's just like, whoa, like, um, (laughs) that's attention to detail. So um, I mean, I wish they would do this at the mainline toys, but they're not going to. So um, no, because yeah, unfortunately, they have to maintain that, uh, that price point. Yeah. You know, it's like it's 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 like these, uh, um, you know, in, in different fandoms or different toy fandoms. There, there's like this whole uh, ongoing discussion about fans making the best stuff. And you know, even like third party Transformers kind of get thrown into this. It's like, well, yeah, well, third party is so much better than mainline. Well, of course it is. I mean, if I'm paying a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars for a figure that's kind of in the same scale as a 20 to 30 dollar figure i would hope that that one's better 
It's like, I just, I, I don't understand when folks have that kind of argument. Uh, likewise, I, I've been in this with a, um, uh, kind of vintage style Star Wars figures, like like folks are like doing like their own versions of like the um, uh, you know kind of more or less the Star Wars characters that Kenner never made in the in the seventies and eighties, and you know it's like oh well you know fans are making the best stuff. Look at the look at this Hasbro stuff. It's it's garbage. Meanwhile, you're paying the equivalent of like third party prices for it. It's like, sure, a a fifty dollar uh, Uncle Owen figure is is gonna be better than you know like a, a nine ninety nine uh, Han Solo. You know, it's like it, it just it doesn't it, the, the argument doesn't make any sense to me. It's it's apples and oranges. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, I agree with you and like with, um, you know, third party figures are made in smaller batches, too. And they usually use like a lot of metal parts and stuff. So, um, of course, they're going to be more expensive. Like, I think I dropped I bought one of those new age sound waves today because um, I've been wanting them for a while. So yeah, uh, sale now, right? Like 20 percent off, something like that. Yeah, and like you know, with shipping, it worked out to like what the price of the figure would be without shipping. But um, you know, it, it looks like it's a really fun little figure. But he's gonna be like just this big, so you know, it's like sixty bucks for you know something that small. But um, I've been wanting him for a while, so um, you know, it'll be nice to have that in the collection. But I've kind of stopped buying most of the third party stuff and just been focused on you know, the mainline stuff. Uh-oh, Mike, I think you disappeared. So, um, yeah, but um, these figures are really good. So if you don't have Hot Rod, you should go get one because um, this is a really good figure. Like, if you're a fan of this character, um, I would get it. Like, you know, and I'm, you know, I like Hot Rod, but I'm a – you know, Starscream fan. And for me to say that, that's a pretty big deal. I wonder if Mike's um, disappeared because of the being out in the cold. Welcome back. Yeah, that was, Hi. that was weird. I, uh, I, I completely vanished. Like my, my uh, uh, camera turned off and like the whole thing just, uh, just crashed, but that's probably a cue for us to, to wrap up uh, pretty soon. But, um, but uh, go, uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, uh complete your thought about uh third party figures and uh, cause, cause you were telling me about how um, you, you, you got the uh, new age Scaramanga, the the uh, the Soundwave figure, and that you've kind of slowed down on getting uh, third party figures, and then and then everything kind of kind of went haywire. Yeah, well, pretty much, um, it's just um, you know, with all the new figures coming out from Hasbro, like budget wise, it just makes more thing. sense mm -hmm. to um, you know get those figures because the prices on third party are so expensive. Mike, are you there? Let's see. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I think the snowpocalypse is not liking your you being outside. Your, your computer's rebelling against you, Mike. Mike, can you hear me? I can't tell if I'm still streaming or not. Oh, Mike, you're here. I don't. You're. I can hear you. Can well, you hear I'll me? Try uh, refreshing. Oh, the age of tech. 
We'll be right back. Do, 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 do. Call the Mike Cyber Radio Voicemail Hotline 231 224 Mike. And for you youngins that don't know how the letters work on a phone, that's 231 224 6453. Get off my lawn. Let's see. So I hope everyone's Saturday is going well. Um, things are going well for me. I'm going to probably go draw tonight after this. Um, Mike, are you there? Oh, yes. Hello. I, 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 I came back. I You're came back. back. Yes. Yeah. Your computer's probably That's like, a- why are we outside? I- I, I think that's what's happening. I think between like the 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 snow and the cold, and because it's like um, my my PC is literally frozen in that like you know screens are not working. But I think it's because it's like all cold to the touch. My screen is starting to 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 not respond very well because. Yeah, I, I guess that's the disadvantage of being being outside. But Aww. but um, but thank but thank you so much for being uh you know part of this uh, brave experiment and helping me uh you know occupy some of my time uh, before uh before uh, dinner time here. Um, I, I guess uh before we part ways for now, could you let folks know how uh they can connect with you on the internets and how we can uh stay uh, uh current with everything um Apollo out on the social medias uh well you can find me at robo apollo on twitter and instagram so please give me a follow um i i'm an artist so a fan artist so i'll be posting a lot of my fan art you'll also see pictures of my corgi so just hope you're a fan of corgis Very cool. Um, and yeah, so I, I think that will do it for this week's show. Uh, thank you so much for hanging around with us in this uh, uh, brave cold experience. I hope you are uh, safe and well where you are. And, uh, you know, for those of you outside of the Pacific Northwest, please feel free and laugh and say like, oh, what, you got nine inches of snow? It's like, okay, buddy. <laughs> but uh, but that, that will wrap it up for this week's show. Uh, thank you so much for watching and for uh listening if to listen to my podcast mike cybert radio you can subscribe on apple Podcasts, stitcher google podcasts um uh, spotify tune in uh, wherever the heck else you listen to your podcast and you can uh, listen to the full show archive out on soundcloud uh over five years and over 300 episodes uh worth of shows out there uh like share rate and review the show let us know what you'd like and and what you'd like to see more in the future. I can't remember the last time I got an iTunes review, but if uh, if I get them, I'll, I'll read them on the air. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Mike Seibert Radio is produced by Dave Sanders and is powered by Poddex. Use uh, promo code MSRP10 at poddex.com uh, to get 10% off your first order of Poddex, which we did not get to today, but that's that's entirely all right. It's fine. <laughs> um, uh, for Mike Seibert Radio, uh, my name name is Mike and until next time um stay uh um stay warm <laughs> stay warm but no uh, more than anything especially now wear your mask wash your hands and for goodness sakes 
like don't do a, a podcast live stream outside make good choices <laughs> make good choices bye <laughs> i'm going inside i'm i'm so cold oh my. <laughs> right. goodbye bye. internet You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out bydoormusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production.